All right, welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, the people's dynasty and fantasy podcast. I am your host, Memphis, and you're probably wondering to yourself, hey, this is not Wednesday, this is Friday. And you're absolutely right, and you might be thinking that's not your normal entrance song for the Dynasty Warzone. That was, uh, should have been a cowboy, and that's because on this episode, it's a bonus where we're just going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. So before I introduce my guest, I'll do a quick uh, impromptu read, if you will, for the official sponsor of the Dynasty Warzone. That is gtbets.eu. Are you looking to get in some action on today's games? Everybody likes action. The only problem is it's the summertime, so create action. Do some baseball parlays. You know, bet the Yankees and whatever. And then before you know it, you'll be able to bet preseason football as the Hall of Fame game is just around the corner. Then we get into regular preseason games, and then in about seven weeks, we'll be ready for NFL football. But head on over to gtbets.eu and get one of the best sign-up bonuses in all the industry. In the upper right-hand corner, you will see a referred by field. In that referred by field, you enter in the word war zone. And I know what we always talk about. It's not one word, but it is for the sake of this promo. You just type in Warzone, and they will match your initial deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks. You deposit 500, they match 500, you got a thousand bucks to play on their site. So head on over to gtbets.eu, the official gaming partner of the Dynasty Warzone. So listen, we're going to get into the Dallas Cowboys, but as you know, I'm a Colts fan. I reside here in Indianapolis. And I had two guests lined up, and I still have two guests due to some unfortunate circumstances. The other biggest Cowboys fan I know, John Sheps, at Sliz Digital on Twitter, was unable to make it. I've got John rescheduled for later in the offseason during our redraft mocks, hopefully. But if you've ever heard the Warzone when John was the host, you know he always had a regular guest on the show who's equally as big of a Dallas Cowboys fan, and that's Kyle from the Fantasy Football Fellas. Kyle, welcome to the show. Dude, Memphis, thanks for having me. Uh, excited to talk some Cowboys football. I'm sure that the good majority of your uh, listenership is super excited about this one. So, <laughs> Yeah, I bet, that's, I, I bet that's true. And then for uh, more of a voice of reason, we brought, we, we, we brought in Kyle's normal tag team partner there on the Fantasy Football Fellas. And if you're not listening to the Fantasy Football Fellas, you should. Right now they're dropping on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's still correct, right, Kyle? Yeah, we're actually uh, all off season. We were Tuesday, Thursday through the month of August, which is just about a week away. We're starting next week at three episodes a week. So Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, man. So we're bringing it. So without further ado, his tag team partner, Seth, at SethFFFellas on Twitter. Seth, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Memphis. I'm, I'm here for moral support for all of America when you have to deal with Kyle talking about the Cowboys. Good yeah, one. You know, the, the, the Cowboys, because I I owe a lot of, you know, being in the podcast and the Dynasty thing on Twitter and all the stuff that I do because of Kyle. Kyle was one of the, if not the first person to, you know, really interact with me when I was just a fan. You know, he, he would talk to me and eventually he pawned me off on Sheps. <laughs> and uh, I was like the, 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 the straight cat that just that, that just kept coming around. But the Cowboys are, quote-unquote, America's team. They have a tremendous fan base. And I'll be honest, it's a great way to bring additional content. I know there's a lot of it right now. 
Uh, we, I know that on this past Wednesday show, we did some hot takes and we previewed the rest of the AFC, I mean, excuse me, the NFC East. But it was just a cheap way to hang out with my buddies and, and talk a little bit about football. So I want to start with, I just want a general overall feel of the 2018 offseason. Now, this is going to be the PG version. If you want the less than PG version, I, I would suggest that you find our friends, the Aussie guys, at Aussie Guys NFL on Twitter. And check out the podcast that dropped. Again, if you're cruising around with little ones in the car, not the Don't right podcast. Do Don't do yeah, listen, <laughs> no. listen to Seth. Remember, voice of reason. Yep. So, so d- don't do it. But if you're or just, anyone else, though, it is a heck of a good time. It, yes, it, it is. It's, uh, it's like a Mardi Gras party talking. I think there's 15 minutes of Dallas Cowboys talking that hour and 20 minutes. But at any rate, you can check that out. So, Kyle, just real quick, give us a little recap of start with free agency. Tell us about the the draft, and then we'll uh, we'll start talking about camp. Yeah, sure thing. So, 2018 offseason, as diehard Cowboys fans know, this was an interesting year. We're turning around with a completely different squad. Even, you know, two years ago when Romo left, we didn't obviously anticipate him going away. We drafted Dak and then that kind of came together um, as the preseason moved on. But this year we have an entire offseason in which this team's kind of has a different face to it. Um, Obviously, Jason Witten decided to hang it up. Des Bryant shipped out of town. Uh, Free agency didn't bring a lot to the Dallas Cowboys. We brought in Alan Hearns and we brought in some, some linemen to help share that line up and, and due to injury um we have Tavon Austin we, we have Tavon Austin and we traded for Jihad Ward and um but not a ton of huge splashes the Cowboys you know for those of you who don't know have never had a good cap situation pretty much since as long as I've been a fan really paying attention to this so the draft uh the Cowboys addressed defense taking Van Der Esch in the first round I think is a solid defensive pickup and then they went offensive line um in the second round for fantasy owners obviously you're all aware of Michael Gallup third round pick um there's a lot of targets to be had in this wide receiver core. I'm sure we'll get to, uh, but as far as for fantasy relevance, he's probably you know the biggest piece uh, that the Cowboys added. Uh, he's got a lot of upside. He's very, I think he's pro ready um, for a third round pick. I, I think it's going to be interesting. But obviously, the loss of Jason Witten and Des Bryant are two names that fantasy owners really, really know. Uh, but by far the best part of this offseason is there's no Zeke drama going on right now. No suspension looming. Uh, no issues with uh, with Zeke's prospects for 2018 so as a Cowboys fan I'm, I'm super excited to see what this what this team can do with Dak and Zeke now the unquestioned face of the franchise um with Witten now now moving on um and for as a fantasy owner I'm damn excited about seeing what Zeke Elliott can do and and hoping that Dak can uh, can bounce back a little bit so 2018 uh, offseason so far in a nutshell just uh trying to keep pace with those Eagles unfortunately you know now I'm a little surprised you did not mention the first round talent they traded for a little a little man named uh, Tavon Austin from Yo. the L.A. Rams. Are, are you mm-hmm. are you excited about this? I, I don't know how fantasy relevant he will be on a week in week week out basis, but he's someone I just scooped up in a best ball. I think that I he could have it. a game or two a week. Or I'm sorry, excuse me, a game or two this season where he could just you know knock the roof off the thing and you know could be a week winner in a best ball. Yeah, Memphis, you, you and I are on the same page here. We're not going to let it slide. <laughs> We are going to force Kyle to talk about Tavon Austin. So, uh, I mean, the the Cowboys, if you watch them closely, you know that they're just notorious for running about three end of rounds a game. It's just what they do for some reason. Even when they had Lucky Whitehead and all his supreme talent um, trying to make that edge and his four foot eleven body at 115 pounds. Uh, Austin, you know, it's worth a shot, I guess. He obviously had 
wasn't didn't have a role uh for the Rams. Now, when they initially talked about him being the a, a running back for the Cowboys, I thought that was interesting just because we don't really have that pass only, you know, pass catcher. You know, Zeke is already going to get his 30 touches almost per game. So when this offense doesn't have an elite passing option, uh, I think that there was some interest there. Now they're talking about, oh, no, no, he's a receiver and all that. Not sure there's a lot there. I think best ball is a good format for him because there could be some games where he just breaks one long, uh, which is would obviously play well in that type of format. But I sure as hell would not want him in a standard, you know, redraft or uh, dynasty league trying to make the decision of putting him in my lineup. So, yeah, yeah, I tried to breeze over that one. <laughs> You know, I, I don't hate him, even in redraft, if I can get him super late. If I, I have yet to do it, I've, I'm only in one redraft league and it's yet to be activated. It's an old work league with friends from years back. But if he has the running back designation on ESPN or Yahoo and, and that's your designation, I could see scooping him in like the 16th round. And the reason why is that the running back becomes survival of the fittest. And through attrition, I could see a situation where on bye weeks or – you could be that desperate. I mean, you guys all the time, and it's one of my favorite things, you guys talk about waiver wires. And uh, Kyle, you write a great article for the Dynasty Football Factory called Waiver Wire Sniping. And I could see a scenario this season where Devon Austin could could any, uh, very well be on your guys' waiver wire show or on one of your articles about waiver wire sniping because he's got the running back designation. As a wide receiver, they're a dime a dozen. Most, most leagues start three or two and a flex, or, or something like that, and they're much more readily available from a point-producing standpoint. But that running back designation for him could be huge. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that falls in his favor is just that there's opportunity out there. You know, they're, they're not going... They're, you know what they are. They're gonna The offense runs through Zeke, but there's not like another uh, guy on this offense. Uh, Cole Beasley is the closest piece that you have as an established um, you know, player in that offense that's going to maybe demand targets, I guess, as much as you can. I mean, and the I think most Austin definitely albums. has that. Yeah, well, that, that, is, that is true. Um, what is that, eight, 88 stings or something? I don't know. I, but uh, It's yeah. amazing is what it is. Have you heard it? Have you heard it? I have not. I, I Dude, need to. Uh, I, it, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Which it's not is that the great. best part. There's, there's a video of him doing it like in studio somewhere. Like I think it was at some radio station. And... He was laying it down pretty good. He was just free. Well, I don't know if he was freestyling or what, but he was he was laying it down pretty good. It was on air live, so that was cool. I don't That's know. Impressive. But uh, but yeah, I, 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 I think don't, that I don't think that I'm a, an established rap music critic. I, no. I, I don't think that uh, well, I don't think that the listeners of the Dynasty Warzone should really trust any of us as it relates to rap music. <laughs> I mean, if, maybe if Sheps was still around, maybe. Yeah. I feel like he's got, but you got uh, Ricky Seals Jones. You got Ricky Mike Seals Jones, right? Jones, the that, official tight end of yeah. the Dynasty Wars. Are you kidding me? Mike that, Jones, he, right? Uh, my, yeah, well, yeah. If you don't know the Mike Jones thing, <laughs> throw, throw it in YouTube. Just Mike Jones. It's he wraps his phone number. Two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. The fact that you remember that is awesome. That's well, his go-to karaoke song. That's oh, it, man. Oh, uh, uh, Seth, we need video, or it never <laughs> happened. Well, I'm going to try and pull pull this one back on the rails. So, so have the Cowboys start at camp, or or when when do they officially officially well, start camp? Now you're putting me on the on the spot here. They they they're starting they're starting this week. That's all I know. I don't know a date. Um, because it's, it's Friday. The now, big things, yeah. The, the big, the big things out of the big things out of camp. Obviously, we want to see what we hear about these wide receivers because there's a, like a, there's a lot of bodies um, there. So 
as far as the exact date, I apologize. I don't know it, but um, there's a lot July to be decided. The Thursday, so it started. On Friday, yeah. So beyond that, there's obviously this is the first season I think from even even the casual fantasy owner, not even the Cowboys fan, to um to really watch the news coming out of there because I think Alan Hearns is like a eighth, seventh, or eighth round ADP right now in redraft leagues. That's pretty damn high. So it's just like you know you, you got to decide. I think there's value there to be had. Just no one knows really who. So camp is for, for the first time in a long time important. I think for for fantasy owners to decide who they want to take on this team besides. Zeke Elliott. I had no idea they went to California for their attorney. Why wouldn't they? Oxnard, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah, That's I, about... I remember that from, from back in the day with Michael Irvin. I'm dating myself a little bit, but I remember <laughs> that back in the day. Uh, th- th- it's like at some horse farm or something. I remember these beautiful white picket fences. Or maybe that's the White House in Dallas. I don't know. I just remember Michael <laughs> Irvin and, 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 and picket fences. But I want to move on to the quarterback, uh, Dak Prescott. Now, everybody, I think, at this point has – beaten the fans to death with their Scott Fishbowl teams, but I did manage to acquire Dak in the Scott Fishbowl. He was a quite the scorer in this format last year. So first I'll start with the overall Cowboys and then give us a little uh, fantasy spin on Dak this year, Kyle. So Dak Prescott, uh, for for a cowboy, as Cowboys fans, you need this guy to bounce back. Last year, when Zeke went down, I was really expecting this guy to, or I was hoping that he put the team on his back and really carry us through. And, and it wasn't just Zeke. Uh, if you listen, if you go listen to Aussie guys podcast, Seth brought this up as well. There were other injuries, like Tyron Smith being knocked out, obviously caused major issues for for this squad as they were trying to make that playoff push without uh, some of their key players. But chance never forget. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare bring up that name ever to me again. Um, <laughs> Chaz. Um, man, now you throw me off. But so for Dak Prescott, what they did with this offense was they had the opportunity to draft Cortland Sutton. And if you remember, and I was skewed because whatever, but the video, the draft was in Dallas and they didn't draft Sutton. And then like, there's this video of, oh, everyone leaves in disgust. They weren't going to draft Cortland Sutton. They, they had Des Bryant. They had that type of player. They had the guy that is open when he's covered. You know, Des was never could never separate, but you throw it up and he can he can go up and get it. Dak just didn't have that. He wasn't comfortable doing that. He he needs to see it a little bit, and that'll hopefully he'll grow into that with um, experience in this league. But right now, they need guys that can separate. They need guys that can you know show you the numbers, and I think that's what they have in some of these guys that they brought in. Um, so. From an NFL perspective, he needs to progress a little bit, uh, be able to make some of those throws that he was throwing in the dirt. Um, but I think it will help having having Dak uh, and Zeke in the same backfield. Now, from a fantasy perspective, I love Dak this year. I love him as a bounce-back candidate, and I didn't get him in SFB. I wish I would have. Um, but, man, the first half of the season when Zeke was in that backfield with, with Dak, Dak's points per game were right up there with Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson. He would have been QB4 um, over that span with Ezekiel Elliott. Now, of course, after Zeke left, he, it wasn't so great. Um, and we saw that. So which deck are you going to get? I think right now his ADP and redraft so late. And I think even his cost in dynasty is not over the top that I would take the shot and try to pick up Dak Prescott. He's been a top 12 QB each of his season, two seasons in the league in redraft ADP is going QB 19 in the 12th round. I mean, you can't beat that. That's fine value. And I, I think he's a sneaky play. Um, if you're looking to improve at QB. I agree a hundred percent. And when I was doing this and I would have to confirm it with Dak because I've done it with Jared Goff and I've done it with Mitchell Trubisky, but these younger quarterbacks, I'm talking about guys sub five years and Carson Wentz. I have not scouted either. 
the majority of these guys enjoy throwing shorter passes and to your point route runners they they enjoy hitting the slot they enjoy hitting the tight end and i think part of what threw him off last year was spending more time with des des missed three games his rookie year and des you know is not going to be there to demand the targets i mean I, I love Des. I, I have he's won me a lot of money in fantasy over the years. I, I love his leadership. I think he does it in his own unique way. I think somewhere between Des and Ray Lewis is where the truth lies. I think they're both a little, a little too much sometimes. But I, I think not having Des around will be addition by subtraction. I think at this point in his career, Des needs a, a veteran. He would work well with like a Philip Rivers or someone of that nature. Mm-hmm. But I just don't I, – I think Des would actually be a good fit. I know uh, the uh, Chargers have a good receiving core, but I could see him and Phil working real well. But, you know, just going back to Dak, I, I think that he will have a very good season. I think he'll feel very little pressure from a teammate perspective. He'll have Zeke back. We talked about the addition of Austin. Uh, you talked about on the Aussie guys the draft of Connor Williams, who was my favorite draft pick of the Cowboys. That's uh, the rich getting richer. Dallas already had one of the best offensive lines in all of the NFL. And then to add a kid like this, who I saw in some mock drafts, had a first-round overall grade, was just a, a very good piece. So I'm all in on – I drafted Dak in the fifth round. Now the Scott Fishbowl is a super flex format where you start two quarterbacks, so you got to kind of get them early. I was thrilled. Uh, is he your QB one? He's my in that, QB. Or? He's my QB two. Uh, Andrew, oh, so that's money. Uh, oh, well, I need Seth's fancy uh, soundboards. We you know with some drops. Uh, nerd alert or Homer alert. I took Andrew Luck as my first quarterback. I there went back go. to back. I went Luck and Dak Prescott, and I hedged my bets later. A couple of rounds later, I took Mitch Trubisky. So I like it. I've got I've got three good young quarterbacks. You guys, we're all represented there. I just realized that. Oh nice. wow! Yeah. The Colts, yeah, the Colts, Cowboys, and Bears fans all it's, all it's, on there. It's fate. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Uh, there we go. You can always count on <laughs> Seth. So <laughs> let's move over to a guy that I've heard a lot of people call the projected leader in rushing yards and the running back one in all of fantasy for 2018. Talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Kyle, tell us about your hero. So I, I love Zeke, and as all fantasy owners know, whether you're a Cowboys fan or not, everyone loves to own Ezekiel Elliott because, man, this kid gets it done when he's on the field. He's only had, even in, even in standard scoring, I know, non-PPR might be foreign to some of you out there. But I'm this sorry kid, I had to turn up my hearing aids. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Thank you, Grandpa. Um, even in standard scoring leagues, Ezekiel Elliott has had double-digit point games in all but one game over the course of his career, 26 games. And this kid has gotten it done almost every single time out there. Of course, he had that stinker, which the whole team fell apart in Denver last year. Um, really enjoyed watching that with a Denver Broncos fan. That was a fun Sunday afternoon. Oh, um, but yeah, and Seth's just there at no skin in the game, just enjoying his life. Um, but Zeke, he's just he's the man. And the, the thing I love about Ezekiel Elliott from a fantasy perspective is just that he's going to get the work. There's no doubt that he he's 20 carries a game in the bag, and you cannot find that in the NFL nowadays. It's, it's pretty freaking rare. And this kid um, has shown that he has the talent. He can really get it done. And when you run behind that offensive line, that's just it's just a gift. And that's why when he came in as a rookie, I was so high on him, and we really saw uh, what he can do that rookie season. And last year, he was just as good, even destroy, even despite all those distractions and everything going on. So I'm really looking forward to his, owning him again in 2018. The thing, too, that I think it's – overlooked a little bit too is that he's he's fine in the passing game now he's not uber elite like uh 
like we saw from Bell, Gurley, and David Johnson. So I understand that if you want to put him fourth, you know, I, I totally get that in PPR formats. But I think he catches the ball enough. I think there's some opportunity for him to catch the ball even a little bit more uh, in 2018. So we all know he, he's an absolute monster. I don't see that turning around anytime soon and going the opposite way. Uh, this offensive line, like you said, got better this offseason, was ranked number two overall by Pro Football Focus heading into the 2018 season. I, I love what they did there, and this offense is going to run through Ezekiel Elliott. So fancy owners rejoice. Dallas Cowboys owners pray because we go as far as this kid goes. And Seth, what do you think about Mr. Ezekiel Elliott? To be honest, I, I can't say too much different from Kyle. He's just so stinking good. And it it's one of those situations where it's a perfect situation. I need that Weezer drop. I gotta, <laughs> sorry. I got to remind myself to make that notes. Drop. Write that, notes. write that know. down. Yep. Before, before uh, Memphis, you take it from me uh, <laughs> with your new board. But I think it's a perfect situation for a guy of that talent when it comes to running, uh, running the ball, the entire offense just wants to run the ball. They have no desire to be anything like fancy or West coast offense or anything like that. No, no, no. Pound the rock and control the clock. And people know that's the thing too. And Everyone knows know the, the play. Give it to Zeke, give it to Zeke and they can't stop it. Yep. You know, so that helps too. I mean, I don't know if there's a lot, I don't know how much negative you can put with the, what's the negative about Zeke. He's fourth. At the maybe, position, maybe, maybe he won't catch any I mean, passes like Melvin Gordon or Todd Gurley or David Johnson. But I, yeah, I was pulling up the notes in in 15 games in 2016 because he he sat one out. Um, so I might have said his wrong game total earlier, but whatever. Um, he had 32 receptions in 15 games last year. In 10, he had only four less receptions. He had 26. Yeah. So I think you saw just a little bit of that uptick. I think 40 to 50 receptions is doable. Yep, and that's Ezekiel. fine. Yeah. That is totally fine for a future back. With the Todd Gurley's and the David Johnson's and Melvin Gordon's, those are the exceptions to the rule. Yeah. No, I agree. So, yeah, Zeke, man, he's, oh, I hope he just Plus, continues. He's, to do he's the doing. youngest out of all of these guys. Uh, the top, I should say the top four mm-hmm. uh, big running backs in the game right now. So in Dynasty or in Redraft, that's something to consider. In Dynasty, of course, a little bit more so. Mm-hmm. Like I would take Ezekiel Elliott over Le'Veon Bell, of course, but also maybe over David Johnson because you have you yeah. think you have a couple more years, uh, one or two more seasons with him yep. at the prime. Well, I don't have a whole lot to add about Zeke that you guys said, although Kyle did say one of my favorite stats about him is that he's only had one sub-double-digit game in his entire fantasy career. And one of my other favorites that people don't realize is he's one of three players since 2016 to average 20 points a game. The other two are Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. He averaged uh, 20 or more points in PPR. Kyle, you write that down. PPR means uh-huh. points point per reception. It's great. Never oh, heard of it. It's, it's a new hotness. You'll love it. Um, but I don't, have, I, I don't have a lot more to add about Zeke. And you got, I think you guys said it really well. So if you've got Zeke on your team, the, the one thing I will tell you to keep an eye on is if you're a defensive coordinator, who are you game planning for right now? You game planning for Alan Hearns? Probably not. The newly acquired Tavon Austin? I don't think so. My, my fear is that defensive coordinators could go back to that Denver game last year and, and try to copycat that, and that could hinder him a little bit, but I think that will be offset by the fact that he will be 
more involved in the passing game, to your point. And one of the things on his scouting report coming out was that he was a good pass catcher. You know, we, we like to talk about movies and other pop culture references. Someone needs to put Jason Garrett in a headlock like Biff from Back in the, to the Future and be like knocking on his head like, hello, McFly, this is your best offensive player. You might want to get the ball into his, hand, his hands more often. But uh, moving ahead. Make like, a, make like a tree and, and get, get out, out of here. here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Moving over to the wide receiver position, I, I will just start with this, and I'll throw it to Kyle as he is the Cowboys expert on tonight's show. The, the Dallas Cowboy wide receiver I'm buying at cost right now, which is basically free, is Cole Beasley. This is a guy that in Dak's rookie year had 98 targets and had 75 receptions. No Jason Witten work in the middle of the field. We don't know how involved Tavon Austin or Zeke is going to be in the passing game. We'll get to the tight ends here in a minute. We have no idea who that's going to be. When the chips are down and Dak needs someone to make that dump off to, I think it's going to be Cole Beasley. And I actually just got him as a quote-unquote throw-in in a trade in a different league. And I don't think the guy even realized what, what my mindset was there. So I, I'm big on Cole Beasley. But, Kyle, take us through the the acquisition of Alan Hearns, who I do like, and Michael Gallup. Yeah, so I and I totally I was going to talk about Beasley and you nailed it. Uh in 2016 Dak's rookie season, uh he was wide receiver 32. I think that was in standard whatever pulled up on the site, but uh really solid. Um 800 yards, uh five touchdowns. I think he's a nice wide receiver 3 type uh flex fill in. Now Alan Hearns obviously they signed him from the Jacksonville Jags uh in 2015, which seems like forever ago, but uh the ultimate garbage time year for the Jacksonville Jags. Alan Hearns uh, put up over 1,000 yards, uh, 1,031 yards, and he had 10 touchdowns. If you remember that season, he was scoring like every single week. It just, it didn't matter. Like he had some games where he didn't have a touchdown and then it got towards the end of the game and he'd find Pater. Um, I think it was like seven or eight straight games with a touchdown. The guy was really getting it done. Uh, seven straight games with a touchdown. So uh, obviously the last two seasons in Jacksonville weren't great. Uh, injury really propped up in his game and, and held him back. He was outplayed by some undrafted guys in that Jacksonville offense that obviously shifted more towards running the ball and, and trying not to have Blake Bortles throw it 87 times per game. So Alan Hearns, when they first signed him, Des Bryant was still on the team. I was excited as Alan Hearns as a two, not super excited with him as a one. Uh, I'm not quite sure this guy has it in his game to outduel the top corners, uh, around the league. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what he can do, but, um, they get a little bit younger at that position and somebody that has shown at least through one season that he can find the end zone. Now, Michael Gallup is somebody I'm a lot more interested in. This third round rookie wide receiver is somebody that, uh, Seth, you really liked in the, in the preseason. He's somebody that can get open. He's a great route runner. And as somebody that I think that the Dallas Cowboys needed, they needed somebody that can create space on their own, um, and can be a good route runner because that's what Dak Prescott needs. If you follow Dallas Cowboys media at all, they keep talking about this, about it, it being a Dak friendly offense. Uh, there were air quotes there. Um, one of my favorite things to do on a podcast is talk with my hands. So, um, but Michael Gallup is somebody that, from a dynasty perspective, he's very, very interesting. What I'd like to see the Cowboys do is, you know, play through this year, see what they can do. But they're going to have some money. They're going to be able to attack this wide receiver position next year. If they can get him a really solid wide receiver one on the outside and let Gallup be a really good two, then dynasty owners, I think, are going to be uh, in the best position to take advantage of the probably second round value you got on Michael Gallup this year. I don't necessarily think he's a long-term one for this team or for your dynasty squad, but I think he's just a really solid wide receiver that I think fits well with Dak Prescott. Um, obviously Terrence Williams, he's too busy driving mopeds into curbs and falling over. So the fact that he's still on this roster is a question mark to me. Hater. 
dynasty owners know what this kid is. Uh, he ain't much. If you want to roll him in a best ball, that's fine. He seems to always have these four for 120 in a touchdown type games once in a while. But uh, if I had to pick one of these guys, I think Cole Beasley's the man. And, and the fact that you can steal him, like Memphis just mentioned, as a throw-in, um, if you're talk, if you're in a PP, any type of PPR league, I think he's a nice little uh, flex option and with some upside there. I, I think he'll be the number one target on this team, especially with the loss of of uh, Jason Witten. I, I think your points are, are very well stated, but enough about the Dallas Cowboys. I want to create friction amongst the fellas. I'll, uh, better rookie wide receiver both in 2018 and long term. Is it Michael Gallup <laughs> with the Cowboys, or is it Anthony Miller with the Bears? Son of and man. go. So I'll I'll just I'm gonna let you start, Seth. But I just want to preface this with before the draft, Seth loved Michael Gallup, and I really came. A, really to fall in love with Anthony Miller. So when these teams drafted the opposite of what we would have preferred, it was a lot of fun. So I'll let, I'll let you kick it off though. I, I'm going to let you finish, but <laughs> uh, no, they're absolutely right. I, it's Michael Gallup for me. I honestly think Michael Gallup will be the better long-term wide receiver for the NFL team. Maybe Anthony Miller will have a little bit more fantasy upside. I can definitely see that he's a bit more of an explosive playmaker than Gallup. Uh, but I think that, um, I just, I, I loved the tenacity, which, uh, Gallup played in at Colorado state. He absolutely destroyed the competition. Now it was a, it wasn't one of the, the top schools so that you expect that, but he's definitely pro ready. I was very disappointed when the, the bears did not uh, draft him and they drafted Miller. Although I do like Miller a lot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to trash Miller here, but Gallup for me is still my guy. Yeah, I, I prefer um, Gallup's situation a little bit. I, I just like um, where he's at. But, I mean, I, I love Anthony Miller, though. I thought that he was somebody that can can really create. Um, he he played at competition that wasn't as high of level either. Um, of course, the tiebreaker, as always, for Dynasty owners is Michael Gallup's like a year and a half younger than Anthony Miller. So there you go. But in, in all seriousness, I think both these guys have um, have some have some good upside. But based off of the way this wide receiver class has played out so far and just kind of seeing what, what we're looking at, I don't necessarily think any of these guys are ones, either of them. So uh, if you can get that value for them, go, go ahead. And, and you, I don't have any problem trading them off. But um, I'm, I'm going to go with Gallup. But it, it's, not, it's not that far off. Yeah, I, me personally, I'm on Miller. Uh, it's Miller time. But I, I think they're both about equal. The reason why I'm on Miller is that I think he I, th- I think he has a higher ceiling. I think that I think that if you want safe, dependable, a guy that could be a wide receiver too and a safe one for a lo- large part of his career, that's cool. I like the upside of Anthony Miller. And by the way, before we go on to the tight ends, Kyle, why are you trying to stop Terrence Williams from living his best life? <laughs> just if you haven't seen the video. It's just it's just ridiculous. He's just making a fool of himself out there. But he's always hated Terrence Williams. I have. I have. I'll, that's full disclosure. I mean, you're not a true fan until you absolutely <laughs> hate with your entire being somebody on your team. For I, me, it was Jay Cutler. I don't know which uh, video was more embarrassing as a Cowboys fan. Terrence Williams falling over the handlebars of his moped and saying, I'm Terrence Williams. Or him running up field uh, week one, 2016 season with a clock expiring and not going out of bounds. So either one. <laughs> yeah, that, that's I fantastic. Out, I know why Anthony Miller is uh, was his selection because Anthony Miller, of course, played at the University of 
Memphis. So uh, I've been I've go. been outed. The dots have been connected. <laughs> and also, Miller Lite is the uh, official beer of the Chicago Bears. Oh, it is. Yeah. Huh. Look at this. It, it, this thing just keeps coming full Man. circle. Well, <laughs> the, the next position is probably the one that's the most murky on the 2018 Cowboys, and that's the tight end position. You lost one of the all-time greats and one of my favorite players. You just can't. You can't say the word class as it relates to football and not think about Jason Witten. Just seems like like a really good person. I'm really happy that he's going to be in the booth on Monday Night Football. But he leaves behind 87 targets in this offense, and I, I, I don't think Jeff Swaim is the answer. I don't think Uncle Rico Gathers is the answer. I, I want to hear, because Kyle's got to be closer to the situation than I, who do you like the most? Who are you leaning toward in 2018 for redraft, as that is your specialty? And mm-hmm. then who would you want to own long-term among the ti- <laughs> among the, the tight ends here in the Big D? Uh, th- is none an answer? Because I just so don't like none of the above. Like when none, you took a test at school, D, none of the dead above. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. That was the selection at all times. But um, just to kind of shine a little bit of light on this situation, because I think the name Rico Gathers has been thrown out there a ton. Of course, he's got the ever popular former basketball player playing tight end. Everyone loves that. Um, thanks, Antonio Gates and Tony Gonzalez. I mean, we now have to live with all these guys that are just bad at football. They're great athletes, but they just can't play the position. Rico Gathers appears to be one of those guys. Um, what we've seen over the course of his short career uh you know, is that he's he's when given opportunities in the passing game, he showed um, glimpses, but is just not as tight end. You, you can't block. He's, he's taken off the field. Initial reports are that he might not even be a lock to even make this the the team. Um, let You're alone not be the starting lucky. tight end. So I mean, <laughs> if this, Terrence Williams this, can make the team, you know, get paid. I'd rather have Rico Gathers. Um, but the thing is with with Rico is one, he kind of holds a, a little bit of value right now because people might not have caught on that. He's not a lock even to make this squad. Um, another thing that hurt him last year was that he had a concussion after a pretty good preseason um, to start off and then didn't get any more reps. And that's what he needs transitioning um, to the game in the NFL. Just Swaim is a guy. He He's not anything. Blake Jarwin is somebody that his name's been kind of thrown around out there because there's really nobody else there. If there's anybody of any competency at this position, um, we wouldn't be talking about this. Uh Dalton Schultz was a draft pick by the Dallas Cowboys this season, but he's a, he's just a blocking tight end. He's not really a playmaker down the field. So you're talking about 80-plus targets left by Jason Witten. I, I think that those targets go to Cole Beasley um, more than they go to any of these tight end options. If you're, if you're in a dynasty league, I still have Rico Gathers on a couple squads just buried on there. Like it's tight end premium, and I'm, and I'm living with that. Um, Blake Jarwin is somebody that might have already been picked up in your league as well. If you're in a deep league, that might be an ad. But in redraft, I'm, I'm not – taking any of these guys i'm gonna elect to just pass on the position uh i did i ranked 30 tight ends and i'm and the no cowboys player made it um for 2018 and in redraft those might be the two names to pay attention to but i think you can do better elsewhere like i think it's pretty obvious but i would take like a johnny smith or even adam shaheen over both these guys and those guys are currently backups on their squad so would uh would you take Rico Gathers or Luke Wilson, <laughs> uh, who just signed a contract with the Lions after Ebron left. Yeah, I mean, I I think at least Wilson has a path to playing time, and he's going to make the roster. I don't know if you can say that with Rico. As a Cowboys fan, I hope to God that Rico can turn into something because I'd like to have a playmaker at the position, uh, but I'm I'm just not counting on it. And there we are. Boom. Yeah, I, I think if I had to lean one, I'm leaning Dalton Schultz just because yeah. of everything that that you said. But I'm avoiding it. 
Now, if you can scoop one of these guys and any of them make any kind of a presence in 2018, you can flip them and then watch Dallas draft a tight end or maybe sign one yes, in, in, in free agency next year. All right, so last little bit on the Cowboys. Give me a 2018 record okay. and who will be the best offensive weapon not named Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go ten and six. I I feel like the last year they were nine and seven. Um, they had to play a first place schedule this year. They they were second in the division, so schedule is gonna be a little bit easier for them. Uh, they're gonna have Zeke in theory for 16 games uh, sitting here at the start of training camp. So I think they can get it done. I think they can. They have a chance to win this division or make it in via the wild card. I think ten and six is a pretty pretty solid record. Um, just overall, I like what they did on defense. I think they're going to be much improved there. And on offense, um, having Zeke is an upgrade in itself. So, offensive player outside of Ezekiel Elliott, um, it's it's not uh, it's not sexy. It's not what fancy owners want to hear. But it is it for me. It's Cole Beasley. Uh, I think the opportunity is there for him. I think he can be a volume guy. And while he might only end up getting five touchdowns, that's probably not too far off of what the team lead in, in passing touchdowns is going to be. I'm not think, I don't think Zach, Zach, I don't think Dak is going to be that far over, you know, 20 to 25 in that range. So I think that, uh, Beasley's the guy there. Um, he's just purely a volume play. Um, and it, it might seem a little bit boring, but that's what this offense wants to be. Uh, it doesn't want to be flashy. It wants to run the ball, keep the offensive on, on the field, and and uh, just pound it down your throat. So that's where I'm at with uh, 2018 Cowboys. And what about you, Seth? To be honest, like, I almost want to say 8-7-1. and one. <laughs> Because 8-8 eight, eight and eight seems like um, I'm disrespecting them too much. 7-1. But not... Like nine and seven seems just a bit too much. Although, like there, there's a valid point in the fact that they won't be playing a first uh, a division winner schedule this year. But like the Eagles and the Giants should be, and the Giants should be much improved this year. The Eagles look like a powerhouse. It's going to be hard to pick up those wins elsewhere, in my opinion. Um, so I will say nine and seven as a record, and then uh, just to give a little bit of a different take here. I'll go with Alan Hearns as the guy that has mo the most fantasy value outside of Zeke this year. Um, just because I think even more Cole Beasley is the volume play, but Hearns is probably going to be the wide receiver one in an offense that doesn't throw the ball that much anyway. So that might even lead to more, uh, more efficient volume, a little mm -hmm. more like more yardage. It's not just five yard outs every time. There you go. Well, I'm 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 kind of right in the middle of you guys. I'm nine and seven because I don't think they can make it to ten and six because they're going to lose to the Colts on December sixteenth. Oh hell no! Nah. With uh, with uh, playoff implications, hopefully for both teams on the line in a game. I'm hoping to get you fellas down here to Indianapolis for and my player, not named Zeke on the offense, is actually Dak. I actually believe Dak to be. No, I uh, well, Dak. if we're the quarterback, <laughs> I should have said Dak. Yeah, no, no, I, but, but, but I was gonna not not quite to continue the hot take streak, but I'm saying that he's gonna be a top eight this year. I, th I think that he's uh, been a QB one. I think he gets more involved with his legs. I think his plays break down. I think his athleticism and his running ability is understated. I think he'll lean more on that and he'll trust that part of his game. He's a big guy. I think he stays healthy, but. 
This has been the Dallas Cowboys bonus edition. Fellas, tell the people where they can find you on social media and your podcast and all those good things. Yep, you can find us on Twitter at the FF Fellas, and our individual handles are at Seth FF Fellas and at Kyle FF Fellas. Easy to remember. Yeah. And we also have our website over at the fantasyfootballfellas.com. Yeah, we're dropping uh, three episodes a week starting in the month of August. So we're going to be doing uh, Tuesday, Thursday, like we've been doing in the off season, And then we do Mock Draft Friday. So we do uh, Mock Draft every single Friday live on the air. And then we'll also be doing some ADP sniping as we get closer to the season. On those episodes, we kind of highlight the players that you can take advantage of in uh, specific draft rooms. So if you're drafting on Yahoo or NFL, we just look at their average draft position and say like hey you know this guy's going a little bit later you could probably get him ahead of time or or maybe some even some players to avoid so gonna be really picking up here in the month of august so be sure to check us out well listen thank you guys again so much for coming on with me tonight and talking about these cowboys just a little uh, fun friday to get you going into the weekend talking about the cowboys getting ready for football again on behalf of my friends seth and kyle This is Memphis at DFF Memphis, and we'll catch you next Wednesday. Thanks, guys.